Empathy Gang! Welcome back to the Uchis Galuchis 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 How are we doing today? Is it me that is always like the Hey Pussy Gang? Because that's annoying. Yeah, we need to switch it up. Doing the I never greet. Brenda Tar, you guys, you guys have to do it next week. Brenda doesn't greet. I don't greet people. <laughs> Brenda said, no, I've it's just that. And, what? and so, t- and then she says goodbye by saying, "I had a smoothie." She blesses <laughs> with the presence, or a bark, or a bark. Or a bark. You should just bark at the beginning of each episode. Yes. I can go nah, 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 nah. I've seen more power than that. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you want a Rottweiler or a pit bull? A Rottweiler. A, a pit bull Rottweiler. Only a Guys, my roommates are watching movies Give me a right pit bull. Give me a pit bull. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. I love pit bulls. I your... think they're overstigmatized. You're a voice actor. Oh, what dog are you? What dog are you? I I can't I can't I don't they all look the same to me. I think I am no, my they dog. Don't. I'm a fucking teacup Yorkie. That's yeah, Jalen is exactly like her dog. We have like a barking matches back and forth at each other, me and her dog, and it feels like me having a conversation with Jay. Taylor, what? <laughs> when Taylor first met no, when Taylor first met my dog, like my dog doesn't really like strangers or like new people, oh, shit. so he starts barking and he gets it because he he's just like scared. And everyone freaks out because he's just really intense. And Taylor was the first person to bark back at him, and he was just kind of like, "What? <laughs> like he didn't know what him? to do?" <laughs> he was like petrified. Jeez. He was like, "That's a big dog." Yeah. <laughs> I'm yelling. That's I, that so poor cute. dog. That's some past trauma that that dog And then she started endure. chasing him. I have a video of it. I could post it on Pussy. I think that my dog is the whitest thing about me, and it's a golden retriever. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. You are not a golden retriever. Excuse you're more me? eccentric and fun, more like. Oh, no, no, you're loyal, though, like a golden retriever. I feel like I'm I bubbly and I like to. <laughs> you know? Oh, my and God. That's no, what I got a wet tongue. Tara, what are you? Portuguese water dog. What the fuck is a Portuguese? Portuguese water, water, dog? water dogs are beautiful. I have to look very beautiful dogs. dogs. That was Obama's dog. Wasn't his dog named like Millie Rock or something like that? I think it was. I think his name is Bo. I think his name is Bo. <laughs> oh, Bo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Burna Boy. Burna Bo. Brenda, what's your dog? What are you? No, I genuinely. Like Brenda is like the most expensive dog. She's like no, a black not... <laughs> French poodle. I want to be a Great Dane. Let me be a Great Dane. I'm wicked. Yes, dog. yes, you're a Great Dane. I totally see yeah. that. Or like a very like pampered a poodle. Dalmatian. A Dalmatian. Not a poodle. No, she is not a poodle. She's a not a worker dog. She's what? not a worker <laughs> dog. <laughs> She's not. Working? What work? Fire. <laughs> Oh, oh! I forgot that they were. I was just thinking, hundred and one Dalmatian. Oh. Have you ever seen a Dalmatian in person? They're so majestic. They they're are. so beautiful. Like when you see they're one, very you're beautiful. Like, oh shit! That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, Brenda. Oh, you think I'm a Dalmatian? Aww. Yes. Thanks, but only you feel that way. Cause when I walk on the street, I kid you not. Shout out to McKenna. Today, walking on the street on New Theory, a guy said, "Damn, now that's a fine black woman." Can I cook you some oh. chicken? I'm homeless, but I got a pot in the back alley. He dead ass said that to me, and McKenna oh, took my arm. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a pot in the back alley. I was slightly tempted, not going to lie, but I kept moving. I did. <laughs> I love I'm chicken. Dead. You guys know this. Beautiful. The holy trinity. Uh, the- Your life is insane. You're very good at that now. 
Wait, so yeah. what are we talking about, ladies? We are talking about social media, social which is crazy because, um, as some of you know, The Social Dilemma just on Netflix came out. I still haven't finished it yet, so I do if need to still watch it. If you've seen it, clap once. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay, I saw There's it, but a joint I also in my didn't croc. finish There's it. There's a joint in my crock. As someone, as a woman, and stemalicious, um, like... So the thing with the social dilemma, I feel like, is, like, I, I I think they're a little harmful in, like, how they try to, like, I'm air quoting right now, dumb things down for, like, people who, like, the audience that will be watching it that might not be in tech as much, and they over-dramatize the shit out of it. They over-dramatize the shit out of it. There are people that bring out actual stats that is really nice, but, like... I don't know. The theatrics of it, I don't fuck with in terms of social dilemma, which is just like, I guess, adds to the social media thing. It's all like a delusion. Yeah. What is your, what are all of your relationships with like social media and like, how do you use it? How do you see it? I feel like I'm a very mediocre, mediocre, <laughs> mediocre like user. Mediocre, like I started Instagram in middle school when you did like the white borders and you put ninety different hashtags in the too. thing. That is my entire that. archive. <laughs> Insta size or some shit. Dead Taylor ass. told me when she met me, she was really confused about how I was insecure because back in the day, I used to be unhinged on social media. I would really? post the weirdest shit. Oh my god, she had this Lord Farquaad haircut. And, oh, haircut. <laughs> We're just like Ooh. out of it with the with the words today. Um, no, I this like Lord Farquaad haircut, and she was just fucking bopping in a deli, like back and forth. <laughs> I was like, "You have self image issues." Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, make it make sense. I don't know either, bro. Make it make sense. Make it make, it make sense. sense. Ah, sorry. How about you, Taylor? I remember back like a year or two ago, Taylor posted this awesome thing on instagram where she was like i want to start sharing more you you talk talk about it girl talk yes about it. why don't i just talk about it in this podcast talk talk about or it. you guys could go check it out on my instagram <laughs> at bummy Ch- no i'm kidding but yeah, um, <laughs> Taylor, well yeah Taylor. let's all drop our instagram handles hey. tara what's yours tara palazuelos brenda what's yours don't follow me don't follow me don't follow brenda none of you are allowed with three eyes but honestly i don't really have a feed like i don't think i have an interesting instagram so i don't brenda's got the most beautiful radiant smile in the whole wide world so that's why white ass colgate teeth bro white white pearlies thanks guys but you guys easily have like wicked cool instagrams like literally you can see i mean jay's Atara. got the coolest one you do yeah jaylen has a jay's mix got the coolest one but that also makes so much sense like she's very creative and like that's her life <laughs> that's her life yeah i feel it's like creativity. I, I feel like there's so many there's so many different things running through my head about social media but i feel like i have such a like love-hate relationship with it because part of me is like the film kid in me just wants to see a nice feed just because like in my head that just makes me feel calm Ask just like seeing a nice tick. feed no like the aesthetic it's not like me <laughs> wanting tick. to satisfy anyone which i try not to do on social media because i want to make sure it's for me and not anyone else right but like i do i do want to make it look nice just for me but then there's also a part of me that's like am i doing i don't know I go oh i feel that way too don't, don't worry talk more yeah. about that. elaborate what don't you know I, so I did a dance, I did, <laughs> Tara's like my therapist right now, I did a, I, so I did a dance program earlier on in quarantine where 
I had, like, I, I did a dance program with these two, like, really cool dancers in the San Diego dance community. They're awesome. Shout out, shout out, Lizidro and Celine. And they made an emphasis on, like, posting dance on social media and stuff. And, like, I personally just don't want to be a dancer professionally because, for multiple reasons, but whatever. And they made it a point to be, like, post on social media, like, show who you are. And, like, there have been a lot of jobs that I've gotten, like, little freelance jobs and projects that I've gotten because I post stuff on my social media. So, like, I know that posting for me, even if it's just my face or if it's a project, like, it matters because people go there to see who you are. Mm -hmm. But It's really weird on job applications when they're, like, drop your Instagram. I'm like, no! Oh, they do? (laughs) I smoke buds on my Instagram! I've had job applications where I have to drop my Instagram and my website. Because they want to, like, oh, I get the website because that's, like, your professional portfolio. But your Instagram, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. That's why I'm saying, like, I have such a love-hate thing with it. Do they ever like, ask want... about your Twitter? Yeah, a lot no, of people, a never. lot, um, a lot of my job applications, they ask for a personal p- profile, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <gasps> Every single really? job application. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Wait, absolutely. Why would they do that instead? And I That's always drop my Twitter because I tweet some stupid shit like plantains or sophisticated bananas, you know? And I want them to see that. <laughs> so, okay, that... That's very interesting because, like, obviously, my field, I don't know, that's not, it's, we don't do that. Which is also interesting because, like, like, you, I feel like performers would want to post on their feeds, like, clips of them performing. So that's so interesting, too. But you also just don't do that. So I don't do that. I don't do that. And, like, that's because I think there's a lot of rhetoric that's like, oh, you, if you're, I hear a lot of the time, like, if you're young, be careful of what you post because, like, yeah. companies and, and stuff will, will get to know you through what you post and stuff. And, like, if you're not feeling like you're ready, like, even on YouTube, I have to post videos. Don't look me up. Oh, if you look me up, because they YouTube, don't I'll want you to. You. <laughs> I'm looking you up, bitch. I'm gonna it's clipped. We got screen share on this bitch now. LOL, LOL. I'm unlisted on most of my videos, but please don't do it. Um, but like for example, I have to have them. I have to have them like up there sometimes for auditions and for like summer programs, right. etc. Like colleges, I had to do that. And so, like I, you do it for that, but then it's like you enlist it, you delete them, whatever. Um, and then it's like not till you're ready or you're older that you like actually post content. But like at the same time, I have. I, I, like, love to see when my friends share videos of them singing on Facebook and on Instagram yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I, I love to see singing stuff. Yeah, or, like, just in general, like, when my friends share their art. And so, like, that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't think, personally, I don't subscribe to, like, don't wait, like, wait until you're perfect. Mm-hmm. Because then I think, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, like, um, a whole, a whole... That can be kind of toxic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think progress is so human, and I hate that people like to edit that process. Well, it's like what you said in the last episode, Taylor was like, Mm -hmm. you were like, I hate perfection, and I was like, fuck yeah, I hate perfection because like that's very fuck yeah, perfection. That's literally my visco bio. But like literally, I always always remember like growing up, I was I was heard practice makes perfect, and like. So often we achieve, like, we, we strive for perfection, and mm-hmm. that is not reality. It's right. not reality. No, no not at all. That is something that is so misconstru- misconstrued on the internet, mm-hmm. especially. And so, like, I, I mean, I don't, I just, I don't know, my music to me right now at this stage of my life is very personal, and, like, I'm figuring out what I want to be as an artist, as a musician. Right. So, like, I'm not... Well, I'm not ready to share stuff like that on my Instagram and stuff, but 
it's not because I'm it's not because it comes from a place of fear of like what companies will think or like what people will think it's right. not that yeah um which I want to clarify but um <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I love to hear that I like yeah. that you know my yeah. favorite like my that. favorite social media Twitter Oh, Twitter. Yeah, I love Twitter. Twitter's Twitter amazing. Um, Tumblr. I'm sorry, I'm a Tumblr bitch. Tumblr. Oh, I've been back on Tumblr I recently. Love actually. Tumblr. I'm disgusting with posts. the Tumblr. My shit is beautiful. Oh my god. Fucking Jalen's Tumblr is mangoes galore. The fuck? And she spells oh, mangoes I wrong. I love mangoes. <laughs> what? Mango, let it's... that man go, sister. She spells Why mangoes spell with mangoes? an E S. Is mangoes with the. There's huh? no E S. Jalen literally spells mangoes with an es in her mangoes galore. Go follow her on Tumblr. She j- for the podcast. So moving her on. Face um, was, do not edit this out, Jalen. But her face was shocked. Clearly, <gasps> her shock. Are you serious, mangoes? M a n g. I'm over this. I'm over this. I'm over this. I'm over this too. Because we were talking about YouTube. I want to say something about social media that kind of bothers me, especially with my industry, is that like. I really want to have a YouTube channel. I'm not going to front. I want to be a YouTuber. But also, I don't want to do it because I know that YouTubers aren't taken as seriously right. in my industry. And I don't want to risk that because I do want to That's also bullshit, job. though, because there are mad successful yeah. YouTubers making more money than a lot of people, I bet, and probably, like, film. I mean, 1, aside from, like, percent. actors and, you know, like, directors and shit and, like, feature film movies, no, but, like, but, like... You're so right. There are some YouTubers making a lot more, but I totally... The barrier for entry is so much lower than, like, having to literally yeah. show up and get your foot in the door. Like, it's all online. I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying, like, it's so weird for different areas of the creative industry, too. Like, I see a lot of musicians can go from YouTube to being a singer, and I, but I, but I don't see people successfully going from YouTube to actor versus and like YouTube to film industry. You know what I mean? Right. Like, really I, I also feel like weird. that's because a lot of people on YouTube aren't really going. They don't have. I don't think that that's their goal most of the time. Yeah. Like yeah. YouTube acting and like doing skits and commentary is so different from like actual performance art. And I find yeah, that 100%. I find that to be the difference. So like, if you start off by like singing on YouTube, of course it's so easy to you're just singing. You can easily take that to yeah. a recording studio yeah. versus like oh, no, the type I'm of ju- acting saying, is like, so different. Some, yeah, not even just like youtube singers like cover artists and stuff but like there's some youtuber youtubers who like become singers like conan gray was a youtuber before he was like a huge singer and like i didn't know that until recently but i also feel like on youtube those people and them like in themselves have a kind of persona where they have to seem like likable and in a certain way that they're like essentially they're they have to just market themselves to get viewers but acting is more about like the range that you can portray in way more emotional. Yeah. And there's like no yeah, way in absolutely. hell that you're gonna watch a haul and be like, wow, this girl's gonna be a great actor. <laughs> you don't have to be personable to get a job in acting. Yeah. Like, I guess, unless you're like kissing up to people to get there. But like, yeah. you just have to be good on YouTuber. You have to be so personable because like right. your so income personal. is your fans versus and you like, take having criticism an actual from salary. people around the world literally just Which watching also... on their phone. Yeah, which is also a part of the reason why I have also not wanted to do YouTube. I feel like I've had a weird relationship with YouTube because I'm like, I don't want my, I don't want just purely who I am to be the one making income. Right. I don't know. I don't know, you know? Well, it's like, I haven't seen the Paris Hilton documentary, but I've heard about about it in terms of like, I really don't know that much about Paris Hilton, I'll be honest. But like, Me neither. she it apparently was like, you know, it's kind of sad that her her whole brand is 
purely her. And I mean, that can be like, said for yeah. so many influencers. But it's not even her. It's stuff. a caricature. But it's not exactly. And she's like said that it's not her. Like at the end of the day, that's not. And that, I mean, which I think is so but true. But that becomes like, who she is. And, you know, Brenda, you said something really insightful earlier today. And um, it stuck with me. But like, it, it was a, regarding like how we do change over time. Like the person that I am today is a very different person than I was a year ago. And like, mm-hmm. that also. But, like, that doesn't necessarily give room for influencers to have personal character development and growth because if a consumer is liking a product, they're not necessarily And that product changes. Precisely. Yes. Like, the product is much more changes, perhaps. Absolutely. I think we, like, got sidetracked. But, Taylor, talk about your whole thing with Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I... I don't know. I feel like social media now and like when I think about it, which is like totally completely like altered memories, is just like it doesn't mean that much to me at all. It's really just like a way for me to keep up with my friends and like I'm not really that good at texting, but like I'm really good at like commenting on your stories or something or like hitting you you up through that. You'll you will you will respond to my story before you respond to my text. Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing. Absolutely. And like that's also how I stay really close with my friends that like live abroad and like are probably posting yeah. more than they're when able to text When you were in Italy, we only talked on Insta. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like, I feel like I use it through that medium, but also yeah. there was a time period where like, I had like just gotten out of like a toxic relationship and I was single and it was the first relation, I'm the first like, or t- couple years of college so like you're just getting to know people and the only way you get to know people is like hey how are you oh you seem cool what's your Instagram maybe we can stay in contact and like that was I feel like the way that people got to know me so like there was a period of time where I was super into like baddie photos and taking like really nice pics and like posting them on Instagram but like I don't know my Instagram was so not representative of me because it was just me like it was a lot of photos of me and I was like this is so weird that people perceive me this way because I don't think that like like yeah I think I'm great and beautiful or whatever but I don't like to yeah, you are beach. I, I front I like to front my friends and like things around me and like enjoy my life more than like just my body you know like I'm not just my body so I took a whole bunch of these photos down like I literally think I have a hundred photos in archive um <laughs> Which is crazy. But that was crazy. I know, but I posted this whole thing where I was just like, uh, I don't like the fact that I've noticed that likes of me gets more picture gets more likes than photos of like my friends or like beautiful things that I see and I want my social media to be more representative of me. So right. that was like a whole new era of social media for me and yeah. that was uh, I think like 2018. That was when you were in Italy. I yeah, you posted it while you were in Italy. That that happened while I was there. Um, yeah. And like honestly, I also my- noticed. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I also noticed. Like, I don't think I let likes impact what I post. Like, I will post whatever I want to post, regardless of the likes. But I do like. I still notice it. Um, and I hate that like my artistic videos and stuff that I make get way less likes than my selfies. Which is crazy because the I'm videos like, are like my favorite thing that you post. Obviously, my your videos face is are my favorite but I thing. You. <laughs> no, yeah, because I'm like I'm like at the end of the day, like yeah, whatever. I feel like pretty when I post a photo, but like I care way more about those videos because like 
my memories are those videos. It's yeah. not a picture of me I took yesterday, you know what I mean? Yeah, deadass. And, yeah. like, now I feel like my social media is so much more representative of me because, like, there are photos mm-hmm. of me, but there's also photos of everybody else, you know? And, right, like, yeah. I knew that, like, I had friends from many different places, so a lot of people mm-hmm. probably wouldn't, like, like a photo if they didn't know the people in the photo. But now I'm like, right. I don't give a fuck. Like, I love these people. And also I yeah. don't nearly post as much, which I really like. Uh-huh. And, like, don't even notice. Like, I never, like... Like, yeah. oh my god, it's been so long since I've posted. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> which feels good. also a thing in my industry, which I hate, that sometimes, like, there's an expectation of, like, posting mm-hmm. is reminding people that you exist and reminding people that, like, I'm an artist and I'm here. Like, I can do this thing for you. And I don't like that because I also feel like I go in no and days out of off. Where, like, yeah, I, I will, like, I feel like I've gone in and out of phases of I'll post three times in a week and then I disappear for a month and then I do the same thing and like I don't really care but more recently I realized that people do care in the industry and that pisses me off because I'm like I don't want to feel obligated to post anything because what the fuck are we doing right now we're stuck at home I don't want to yeah, post yeah it is so you interesting know? how much like our fields determine our social media pre- presence like even subconsciously like I'm mm-hmm. sure that you probably notice if you haven't posted in a minute. Even if, like, an, a, and a minute's I probably, do. like, what, a week? <laughs> Almost my last post. Let me see this motherfucker. <laughs> but a bit of bing, but a bang. Somebody else talk. <laughs> no, there's something to be said to, like, Taylor, off of that point to um, piggyback off of that. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Ride me. <laughs> but, like, obviously, my, I think my, like, social media usage has changed drastically the last, like, seven months because of the way that like life has changed drastically the last seven months yeah as well. absolutely i'm gonna look at your instagrams real quick guys and yeah Continue. do it go for it um but also instagram is not like i don't i don't know instagram's like fine but it's really not my favorite form of social media at all yeah no um, i but, like, hate go- it's probably my favorite way to communicate it's, it's oh yeah yeah it's a great way to communicate but like um i i agree taylor i think it's a great way to communicate but like um I but I get what you mean. I don't, like, I don't like to post that much on Instagram anyways. Like, I wasn't a very avid poster to begin with. I think that, like, because of the, of quarantine and also, like, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter and, like, so many racially charged things going on as well as just, like, in general the political climate of the world, like, that has definitely influenced the way that I've posted. And I think that it's led me to be to use social media in general as a supplementary news source more than right uh, right than Mm -hmm. more than a connective tissue between individuals and and that is like greatly reflected in like the people and accounts that i've been following no literally i was actually talking with my roommates the other night over dinner about how like twitter for example like markets himself i think on the app store as like a news source and and like when i'm watching political like when i was watching the debates and stuff i'm following i'm oh, live God, i'm following yeah. the live tweets like mm-hmm. live tweeting. i'm i'm on that shit like white on rice like <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's so it's so interesting because like also yeah that's like i mean in general i've been i think the past four years since like being out of high school i've been working on diversifying my feeds and stuff and getting my bubble mm-hmm. to be expanded which has like happened naturally but also like has been conscious effort and I think that I think that social media can be such a mindless unconscious habit that we engage in and something that I'm Mm -hmm. working on personally is engaging mindfully with everything in my life but like specifically social media because I think that 
I mean, and Brenda has said this many times, but communications are, like, the basis mm-hmm. of, like, everything. 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 Yeah, society. Yeah. I used to, on my Explore page, I used to have, like, all these different, like, sorority girls from, like, Alabama and, like, Georgia. And you know how, like, oh, no. all those girls, you like, kind of, like, that orange tint filter that they all use that's, like, yeah, hyper yeah, edited. Yeah. And I think that I had I like a lot it. of them because I was, like, interacting a lot with my own, so, like, sorority sisters on social media. Because, like, that's literally, like, I gained, like, 400 followers, yeah. like, through, like, generation not 400 that's yeah that's a that's cap i am a big capper right now i'll say like a solid 200 (laughs) but like literally like 200 new followers and i used to be so 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 like self-conscious on like instagram about like how if i'm honest i used to feel like i didn't receive as many likes as my friends because i wasn't pretty enough and that was something that i put in my head since middle school that's fucking cap i that's fucking cap okay it's okay i own it i was beat but then during the pandemic i had kind of like a self-revelation that i used to like compare myself to these like skinny blonde girls in georgia with the orange filter and i'd be like oh i wish my feed looked better and like my big her name's lizzie flag and she has a really cool feed and people would always be like oh i know you're big because she has a cool feed and so i was like oh my god like that's how like everyone's connecting with each other at this big school but then i started just tapping on only black women and now my feed is literally just like black skincare like beautiful melanin yes and it was so empowering i kid you not it like triggered this like self-love in me like i kid you not just from seeing that i remember receiving that text from you where you were just (laughs) like my explore page is now a black woman and i'm thriving (laughs) (laughs) i also tried like when the whole thing with black lives matter happened on like social media like and people were like make sure you're diversifying your feeds i also realized that i follow a lot of white youtubers without realizing that i'm not following an equal amount of like people of color specifically mm-hmm. like asian for me right. and like, feeling that identity and then once i did i was like damn i relate to them way more why right. was i following these white girls i literally have nothing in common with and you literally learn now moving on what are your guys's faves listen i like tiktok because it gives me serotonin. But also, because, honestly, I have gained a lot of my, like, spiritual community and, like, guidance from TikTok, specifically. Yeah, I agree. And really? <laughs> I don't know if I trust it. Like, That's my thing with spiritual okay, TikTok. Okay, with everything that I say about social media, I always, because I am a nerd, I always do research, okay? I don't ever trust anything. I am someone that I get a secondary source. I get a tertiary source oh she said tertiary i get my sources because i don't trust no one but i found that like a lot of the sides of spiritual tiktok that i've been on have been very informative and like useful and also true um again everything supplementary the internet but it's definitely an educational platform that's why trump's trying to get rid of it like why else do you think he's that pressed I I want to just fucking Vine. I miss you and I love you so much. Oh, Vine would have been my number one because I think I that like I like TikTok a lot, especially like when you end up on like really funny ones. But I feel like they're so few and far between every now and then because like you have a whole minute to make a punchline versus like oh, yeah. making a punchline in six seconds. Like if you can do that, you're funny. You know? Yes, what I mean? exactly. I think the Vine, the Vine world and energy of vine was just more about comedy than like 
I'm a savage, huh? No, dead ass. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, was it more, was so funny. It was just more wholesome and fun. But I want to make the transition to Reddit because Reddit, I know that there's a lot of like-minded people on there and we could get angry at the same things together. And I just want to, I just want to interact with those people. Wait, maybe I need to start doing that. Can you tell me how to do that? Because sometimes I want to just talk my shit, but I don't have an outlet. So I literally write it in my notes and leave Are it Are you for die. real? I'd be leaving angry YouTube comments all the time. I like fight a lot of Republicans on YouTube a lot and then I'm like I'm really afraid that someone's gonna find this like an employer or some shit but like I'll start off really intellectual and then you know like they like to get you really angry and it fucking works on me and then I'm like you stupid little bitch your mother didn't love you blah blah blah, blah, blah. Something like that. oh my god oh, I love oh that god. if I have yeah. someone to defend me in YouTube comments I'm coming straight to you period love imagine having a Reddit thread for Joe Biden to have like on deck for his next debate with Trump I feel like there were so many times I was like you can say this and he and then Biden was like can, can you shut up man he literally sounded like me in YouTube comments I was like Biden you gotta be better than that <laughs> gotta be better you gotta make people want to vote for you Biden come on so like obviously we talked a lot about like social media and like our perceptions of it and I think that like it's really important to notice like the difference in social media throughout like different generations because for us we're a little bit older and I think that like we've gotten to the point and maybe we're just like out of the mindset of being like teenagers and needing to like impress people but like we also grew up so differently and not having like iPads and iPhones in our hands and shit. Or knowing what an Instabaddy so... is at 10. Yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't know Instabaddy was a thing until like I think senior year of high school or something. Versus being like, when I went through like my whole like I need to be an Instabaddy phase, I was probably like fucking 19 or 20 versus yeah. someone being like my little sister is 13 years old. She's going to be 14 soon. And she has such a relationship with social media that is a little upsetting. And like she's she sees very hypersexualized younger girls. And like that is all the accounts that she's following. Like you said, Brenda, it's very easy to control your explore page. And like that's her entire explore page. And like stick and pokes and shit and it's just like a little it's a not a little it's very disheartening and very upsetting because i don't think that like kids are growing up kids that much these days i don't know i just don't think it's a good thing my kids aren't gonna have iphones until they're in high school can i just do a shout out to how much i hate men real quick just because yes. i feel I was like particularly misandry mis- i was feeling like a Oh, Mis- misandry, 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 yeah, Fuck just, just because, like, oh. I have such, like, a reflex and a complex that, like, when I find out that someone's, like, even a teen, I'm, like, 22 right now, when I find out that someone's, like, still a teen, or, like, a, like, even 18 or 19 or something, I'm just, I like, know. I'm not about this I'm so not attracted and I just know a lot of men that like love girls that are younger and like that is like number the number is what attracts them to these girls and I think that that is so like among among like pedophilia and like just being very upsetting 
I just hate the idea that like little girls like my sister who are on social media can also potentially be interacting with boys that are older and finding validation in that older boys really like them, you know? Yup. There is no invitation, baby boo. Yeah, my little sister is also very much on. So I, I have like a younger sister who's seven years younger than me. She's also very much on Instagram and is like, and just in general, she's on the internets and is, is kind of a baddie and like, it stresses me out yeah so much yeah because like like, i that's also where i find out a lot of information about my sister because like she's not going to communicate to me what she's doing in person like i think that there's a little bit of her that knows that it's not okay no i like the same with me dude and like the thing that's so scary sometimes too is that like i just don't have that experience to like be like oh this is how you stay safe like i can't relate i can't can't relate. relate And I was, like, I was kind of shocked because I had a conversation with my older sibling, like, um, a few weeks ago. Because I have an older sibling who's seven years older than me. So we're each, like, seven, seven. You know, I, like, I'm the middle ground between Luna and Cam. And and Cam, my, my sibling, was saying that, like, they didn't have nearly the same amount of technology that I had when I was their age. And Luna has even more technology than, like, yeah. we both had. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what was interesting is they were kind of, like you know, experience, like, be a little less, like, stark and, like, controlling or, like, angry with, with what, or the content that she's around, because, like, you can't blame the society that has been impressed upon this generation, like, the generation that, like, I don't know, Taylor, like, I have to say, like, I don't know how realistic it'd be to be, like, I'm not gonna give my, my children phones Yeah, I know, even me saying that, I was like, fuck, I hope I mean it, you know? But, like, because it's just, like, the world might be such a different place then. Yeah, absolutely. Which is also, like, I don't know, a little scary because, like, I don't find all of these changes to be positive. Like, yeah, we're more connected than we've ever been, but we're also seeing so much, we're exposed to so much more at a younger age. And, like, if that is the progression that keeps on happening, like, I don't know, I don't want my six-year-olds or eight-year-olds to be seeing like nasty shit that they're not supposed to you know like I don't know it's just upsetting and I think it's important to recognize that like social media isn't everything and I I not that I don't respect people that make social media their entire lives because like we've spoken about like it is certain people's careers and like that's how they make money but also Mm -hmm. it's upsetting for like to see even influencers like promoting messages that they don't even or promote advertising products that they know nothing about just for money like it is at the end it's capitalism that's what it is oh although like it is very inappropriate for young people in general to be exposed to like the nasty things that you said or just like the mentally harmful things that could happen I would love to see research to see how those kids actually end up at 18 because although and I 110% agree like for example like young young women should not be validated by 29 year old men creeping Mm. on their instagrams these kids are they're much more aware to like i guess like social reform such as like black lives matter and stuff like that that's true and so mm-hmm. like you know how we had phases and yes grew out they, of them? they also are going trying to getting so much smarter so much younger they're so fucking smart and so yeah when they're mm-hmm. actually 18 years old and already have all these neural pathways form i bet and i hope 
you know, I'm going to manifest that they're going to look back and be like, wow, that was fucked up. But we're going to, like, eradicate that. Like, imagine when we were growing up, we knew that cigarettes were gross. But now they've made a new loop into an e like an e-tech like format and now that's why like jewels are common again no no no, no. it's fine <laughs> but again like at 16 were you holding a cig probably not no man no never no he can never catch me with the cig i mean that's a lie but never ever again <laughs> <laughs> only in you when the lights are off only when hey. i'm in italy baby no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> literally oh cigarettes are bad don't smoke cigs very bad don't, don't smoke cigs literally but then also think about how for example when i was in middle school i wanted a thigh gap so bad i used to do like i know wall sits literally. all Me this too. shit Me and too. now and now y'all now y'all want a big booty y'all used to call me big booty brenda as an insult who's laughing now what? with your bbl surgeries exactly you're fucking uh-huh. right you're fucking uh-huh. right it's crazy my mom used to make fun of my big lips now look everyone wants to fucking now all y'all want big lips <laughs> can we talk about like stalking people on instagram and facebook and all that stuff like when oh you my God. like yes i or like i use social media to like track people for sure oh white pages is literally bookmarked on my phone don't play with me Wait, what? Don't play with me. <laughs> when any of these girls get into a relationship with an athlete, I'm on that roster page so roster. fucking fast. So quick. I, I've been browsing rosters every day. Exactly. Like, exactly. Even when I'm even like talking to people on social media, like if people rosters. send my DMs, I do stalk their profiles. I will look at your tag photos. I'll end up on your mom's yeah. like photo album. Of Tagged is where all the secrets are. If you want to see what someone really looks like, you got to go to their tag, tag photos. photos. That's why I removed all mine because I'm hit. Liar. The whole stalking thing, though, the stalking thing can drive me a little crazy. I think I need to chill with it because, okay, the other day I was listening to an. The, epi- the other day I was listening to an episode of Call Her Daddy and they were talking about how you can find out if you go on desktop Instagram and you click on someone's following instead of doing like like I feel if you if you go on your phone the first people you see are the people you have in common and then celebrities and then everyone else but if you go on desktop on following you can see who they most recently followed in that order Whoa. so I did that the other day with the boy that I thought was cute and then I was like, oh, this random girl. He f-. like it just got really toxic really quick, and I was like, I, that's the part of it that like Damn. really fucks with me. Shit, and I need to chill with that. Yeah, Damn. I think that social media yeah. totally has a negative effect on me. Also, when I'm like, the- oh, this is very interesting, and I meant to bring this up late earlier on, but like, if mm-hmm. I'm like not feeling, and like everybody gets into like little insecure moments, especially in like quarantine with like not really, you know, you don't see your friends as much, so it's easy to get in your head about certain things. If I like I'm no- I notice like my friends activity a lot on Instagram and I feel like if I am noticing them like not communicating with me but posting or doing something that could totally get in my head and it's just like oh my god they're not Same. they're just I'm, yes, I'm like yeah. being someone who does yeah. not text like I totally have no right feeling that way Taylor's but the worst texter I've ever in the met. entire world yeah, in the entire Taylor. world I'm a bad texter and Taylor's worst I'm no, trash. like, you literally can be like, you? Taylor, I'm literally about to, like, drown. And she'll be like, hey, what's up? And when I text, I'm just illiterate. We're just illiterate <laughs> when I text. 
it's hilarious but like also that is totally a negative effect I think that social yeah. media can have is like getting yeah. into your head about like what other people mm-hmm. are doing and like totally. I, I, one of my loves of my life one of my best friends he's had a very difficult relationship with social media because he is one very afraid of the fact that people might be looking at him in that exact way that like I look at certain people which is like oh what are you up to like what are you doing why are we not communicating essentially and he can get really in his head about that um and he also just like does that also but to like a bit of a more toxic extent like this probably happens to me when I'm like PMSing but like I still notice it but with him it's like very constant like if I if he texts me and he sees I'm active on Instagram he'll hit me up and be like what are you doing and I'm like oh, oh really? look I don't like that I don't like that I feel like LinkedIn also does that too bro it like literally manifests <laughs> my imposter syndrome I always feel like I'm not Ooh. doing enough if I go yeah. on people's LinkedIn. Dude, I know. Bro, like, I'm obsessed with LinkedIn. Like, I love it. I, like, literally look for jobs on LinkedIn. I feel like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the adult Facebook. Like, that's what I think I it think is. it's better than Facebook. Facebook is so problematic because, yeah. like, I'm just Facebook so... I hate seeing people reshare things about, like, repost if you're not racist. Like... It, I oh, hate that shit. It, Shut and up. then people like, like do it like seriously and that makes me <laughs> mad and I'm like, do you know how stupid are? I even got in a fight on Facebook with my uncle about Black Lives Matter and like you, I cried. Are you serious? Yeah. That was what you sent us. Oh my god, yeah. But I educated I him. I put in like sources. It's like really disgusting. Should. But honestly, I I love Instagram now because that was how I raised like twelve hundred dollars for the black lives matter thing and it was the only time in my life i've ever felt validated through social media that strangers were giving me all their money and telling me how much they loved me (laughs) give brenda's brenda drop the fendo brenda dash mccombie but honestly Uh jaylen i miss you so much don't even cut this out of the podcast like okay (laughs) i in october i'm so hypersensitive like I went to Buick oh. Street and I almost cried because the lady yelled at me that I was using Apple Pay and like Brenda, I'm like, hypersensitive anytime I'm home. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm literally hypersensitive at all times when I'm home, so I get that. I feel like everyone hates me. Nobody hates you. I fucking I like, love you. I feel like I have no friends when I'm home. Well, I love the both of you, and I hope that cures you. I'm kidding. No, but <laughs> I, I just like. I hate that that happens to you guys because you guys mean the world to me. And you mean the world to so many different people, not just me. It's just an October sweetheart. Love. November 1st. Oh, this is just like, we don't have to keep this in, but it was really interesting that you brought that up. Just because I was thinking about like, okay, what's the most toxic experience I've had with social media? And it's probably when I posted that whole thing that happened that we talked about in like the sexual assault episode and whatnot, because like, it was also like a very positive experience because so many people that didn't even know me were reaching out to me and were being very supportive. And like, I actually, it was probably really great because like I got a whole amazing community out of it and like a wonderful network of girls that I had not met previously, like that had gone to my high school and we probably wouldn't have had a relationship if this whole thing did not start. So I'm thankful for it in that sense. But like the anxiety of knowing that people were, they were looking at my account and then they were looking at their accounts. And like, I knew that they were like, weighing 
I don't know, their options, weighing what they and thought was believable And you still have the highlights up. I like that you do that. Yeah, I'm never taking them down. And, um, like, the, the, it was, it was, like, invigorating, but also, like, a very anxious feeling to, like, see people liking my posts and their posts and going and being That's like, weird. oh, I'm unfollowing these people. Like, I just don't want to fuck with this. I don't fuck with this. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I just thought that that was an interesting little tidbit to throw in there. Yeah, no, totally. Because I feel like in that... Oh, just to be clear, just to, like, clarify for if you guys haven't listened to that episode, Taylor went through something with sexual assault and, like, rape back in, like, her freshman year, and she posted the story on her Instagram. So when she's saying, like, her post versus their post, it's, like, the people who are supporting her versus, like, the people who had some shit to wait you you say it better it would be the people that hurt me and violated me they were the ones who were like posting responses and it was multiple of them um it was people that probably weren't that weren't even at the party but like still had to give their two Mm -hmm. cents which was like and there were people that were amazing with that shit that were just like Mm -hmm. how are you gonna post a story when a victim literally like you're gonna act like this this is making you feel innocent for real um yeah so like there was a wonderful network and so many people stood up for me and I like that totally wasn't a reaction that I was expecting because I was really just anxious the whole time it was probably the most anxious I've been in my whole life I love you too um but there were that was that was just like I don't know that's a crazy negative side to social media you know I totally agree with you because I also feel like in this episode we talked about the weight that we give social media and the weight that others give social media but that is a case where it's like it's very serious what posts you're liking and what posts you're not because it's like it's a rape like you can't choose both sides what the whole point of this was like I just do not want ever to have anybody in my life like that again the even the opportunity Mm -hmm. and like of the way that I ended that whole post was like if you're friends with these people you need to hold yourself and them accountable and like I saw that happen which was amazing but I also saw that not happen and it was crazy it was just crazy to experience it's that. discouraging yeah <laughs> to it see is. That everyone's moral compasses on certain topics aren't aligned when you would think that they are calibrated interesting mm-hmm. interesting very interesting to see you're an asshole there are very few <laughs> men that commented on my post and multiple women, which is also very interesting. I guess very to be expected, but, like, one of my favorite comments was one of um, our my good friends, Rafi. We love Rafi. Rafi and Rudy, Aww, we love shout you. Shout out, Rafi. But he posted, like, the most amazing thing where he was, like, reading this gets me so upset because it makes me think about all the work that, like, my gender needs to do in order to make women like you and women everywhere, not even women like you, just feel comfortable. And I was just like, oh my god, we need more men like you in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was it was just very interesting. Now that we're talking about that, I it's just a small little thing. I do notice the way that men interact with social media when it comes to issues such as like sexual assault and rape and like just in general like racism, feminism, like homophobia in. Life, in yeah, in in day to day life, they'll be more subdued. Like, oh yeah, like I support this, this and no, they'll be like, oh I support this, this and this. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to a post like that, they won't interact with it and stuff. And like I see that shit because I'm like, why are you? Is are you afraid that that's gonna like reflect on who you are right. as if it's a bad thing? You know what is I mean? Is it like, performative? Why you posting those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, also yeah. anytime that like you know cis specifically white men, but men men in general like are confronted with 
things like any of the isms of course mm-hmm. they're going to be contrary to it because it it threatens their position in the hierarchy of like the, of the social hierarchy and uh, of course they're not going to be all gung-ho for something that could potentially make them you know and on that down note, a couple pegs and on that down note, a couple note we still agree fuck men yes that's it that's always that's the men 2020 that's the episode all right ladies is it time for the brenda so my pock fact okay let me reiterate so my fact that I'm bringing to the table is that in the UK, October is actually Black History Month. So I'm celebrating it today, love. It's <laughs> yes, over. Sir. Yes, it's sir. over. This is to all my blocks it's out over. there. <laughs> Woo! Yes, Thank sir. You, I did not know that. Thank you, Brenda. Very I didn't know that either. Um, so my fact of the day is a little... Lennox History Month, we're still celebrating that. Keep your eyes tuned, your eyes peeled, your ears tuned for that. But I wanted to highlight my girl, Selena Quintanilla, because this Mexican-American queen, literally the Tejano queen, I just saw some really good posts about her, and I started re-listening to um, some of her albums this past week that I I I just love her. She reminds me of my childhood. I just love her. But I recently discovered that in March, I think March, this year, she was the first mm-hmm. Latina woman inducted into the Texas Hall of Fame. And I was like, <gasps> that is pretty cool. Let me That's amazing. Um, also, if you don't know about her, then you're literally... Then what are you, where are you living? She's so iconic. Um, there's some movies about her. Well, if there's for sure one movie about her, and I would super suggest any of her music. Maybe I'll put some on the Puffy Gang playlist on Spotify. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I would Go love that. Go check that out. Go check that out. Taylor, yeah? Um, I was actually really interested in, like, okay, so we've got obviously got coronavirus going off, and I feel like I don't know. Um, I want to know more about, like, black medicine essentially and like the contributions that the black community has made to medicine so I was looking up like certain facts about that specifically and I found something really interesting which was that um inoculation was first introduced to America by a slave in 1706 who was like a gift to a Puritan church minister his name was Cotton Mather his fucking name was Cotton Mather asshole the his name was um I don't want to say it wrong, but it's like Onesimus, I believe. Um, And he actually, when like the smallpox epidemic hit Boston in 1721, over 240 people were like inoculated. And inoculation is essentially like when you extract material from an infected person and you scratch it into the skin of an uninfected uninfected person, which was a practice that was happening um, in like Africa. It was like centuries of old tradition at that point. And then that would make that that healthy person, the uninfected person that would make them immune by introducing it to their immune system. Oh, and it's like the whole chicken pox thing? It's like, that's what it, that's what the flu vaccine is. Oh, yes. Yes. So, um, and apparently, uh, records indicated that only 2% of patients died with, who had performed inoculation, whereas 20% of people who were not inoculated contracted smallpox and died. 
And I thought that was very Whoa. interesting. Vaccines are literally because of a black person. You better of an African man. You better uh-huh. fucking coronavirus vaccine wear. You better say you're fucking Get your welcome. Flu shots. Get your flu shot. Anti-vaxxers make so much shot. sense now. That's true. Yeah, fuck y'all. Get your damn flu shot. Get your flu um, shot so my fact is because we're in election season, it has to do with a woman named Shirley. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's C H I S H O L M. Chisholm. Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm. I think. I don't. Um, I don't follow. I don't. I didn't. I like blacked out when you were spelling. It's okay, Shirley Chisholm. She um, is a congresswoman back in the day in 1968, and she represented New York. She was from Brooklyn. Um, and she ran for Democratic nomination for presidency in 1972. Homie survived three assassination attempts when she was running. Three? Three assassination attempts. Yes, sir! And it's crazy, because, like... John F. Kennedy could like, never... Sorry, but respect I'm dead! Respect. You're right. That's... I... He's a national hero. And you know I'm why? So it's sorry. because white people probably feel more protected in America than a black person does. Yeah. But... Period, it's love. crazy, because also... Period. period love. You, also, too. it's just wild that she even ran at that time, because, like, right now, like, we've had Obama, Hillary has ran. It's, like, a lot more... It, it's like more plausible in our world for that to happen but like for and like Kamala Harris is like going for vice president but like back in the 60s like I was reading a lot about her and like a lot of like black men in politics didn't support her because it was so radical at the time for a woman to run let alone an African-American woman Ugh. and I think she was the only she was a second woman to even run for office so yeah. that's just crazy but yes. yeah go, go Fuck her, yeah women in politics Amazing! Yeah. I loved our pock facts this week. Mm-hmm. Good pock facts, guys. Remember to go vote. You better look them up. Remember to go vote. Go vote. And that is on puppy game, y'all. So I just puppy game. Brenda, you gotta tell them you love them. Oh, I have to tell. Okay. She jumped out of podcast. Get me out of the simulation. Get me I'm out dead. of here. I want to be in being I wanna be reinc you know what? Actually I'm I wanna be reincarnated into like a frog. Because you know why? I can just lay in some water, ribbit ribbit, get high on frogs. Huh? Well, you think what? Yo, cut that ish out. Good. It's gonna sound like I'm a fiend. But yeah, like taunt like frogs literally are high all day because they like literally go towards like mushrooms. And they, Are you serious? Yeah, because they can absorb it through yes, your belly, sir. so they literally tap the whole time. Are you dead ass? Yeah, but you can cut. Can... There are frogs that are hallucinogenic. In Uganda, some like people if eat you them. have a certain frog, I eat frogs. In, There's a Chinese dish. I think it's, it's really good. No, 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 no. These are poisonous frogs, oh, and they will those. probably kill you. I don't, I don't eat. But those. if you like burn yourself and you put their poison, it's so funny because they string the frog up like this. He looks like a little. He's like. Like a little Jesus, he looks like hilarious. Animal rights activists <laughs> everywhere. Screaming. Bye, pussy gang. I'm gonna end the recording. Bye, pussy gang. Bye, pussy gang. We're not gonna tell them the story. Okay, bye, pussy gang. <laughs>